0: Hello, I'm Kirk Lepointe, publisher and editor in chief of Business in Vancouver. We're pleased at BIV to present this series of podcasts this week on the future of education. The classroom for all ages, for students and instructors, is going to be much different in the pandemic. And our guests this week are going to discuss how it will be so. We thank the British Columbia Institute of Technology, BCIT for its support of this series. And now to the conversation. Thanks for joining us today for our special B.I.B. series this week on education, the impact of the pandemic and the direction of learning and the classroom. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief of Business in Vancouver. It's gonna be different, very, very different as students return to school this fall. The pandemic has of course altered the way in which classes are being taught and students are learning and of course, instructors are teaching. Uh, Joel Freeburn is the head of marketing management of the School of Business and Media at British Columbia Institute of Technology. We know them, of course, as BCIT in the way that we like to be known as BIB. He joins me now. Good to have you with us.
1: My pleasure, Kurt. Thanks for having me.
0: A- am I right? I think this is your first year heading this department. It's ah, uh, well,
1: well, I'm actually I'm the first-year program head. So I'm in charge of all of the first year students coming into the marketing management program.
0: And yeah, t- just imagine, you know, you, you have this lifelong ambition to Get yourself into post-secondary institutes and uh, Now you have to deal with this um, So what, what's going to be like? Well, I think
1: it's going to be a little bit different for the first-year students coming in and the second-year students that have already been with us So right. those students that already had, you know, half a year with us and then they had then convert to online um, They've already got some relationships established with faculty and staff. Mm-hmm. They've got friends already And so I think they're better equipped to to handle the the kind of boot camp approach that BCIT has. I mean, one of the things about BCIT is it's quite intense. And that intensity is helped along and and aided with the contact that you have in teams and working with your your other students. And I think one of the issues for the first-year students is going to be, number one, navigating BCIT. So just navigating our online systems and getting set up and then forming relationships and friendships with people in their class.
0: Yeah, no question. I mean, I want to talk a bit about that network component that comes really with with, you know, once you're done in high school and you're setting yourself onto a career path. But uh, but look, BCIT has this, uh, you know, world class reputation for its hands on work. Um, only a few months ago, we, we were thinking of wearing gloves on everything. Um, here we are. We're you know we've softened up. We're a little bit more sophisticated now about it. But what is it that that the, the institute can still do with hands-on, so-called hands-on in-class uh, you know attendance?
1: You know, because BCIT is so diverse in in the offerings and of course I'm from the School of Business and Media so I can talk more specifically to that. But we have some areas at BCIT, like the trades, where you have to have hands on. You you can't do plumbing or woodworking, you know, virtually. So we've moved forward and have established working parameters to have students on campus with social distancing and so they've worked with, um, you know, the health authorities to make sure that everything is set up that way. For us in the School of Business, um, there's going to be some programs in broadcast um, that have to be on campus, so they will be on campus uh, as little as possible. But we're going to accommodate those students as best we can. And then for those 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 courses that we can deliver completely online, we'll be delivering them online.
0: Yeah, tell me a little bit about um, how it is that the institute had to do this great pivot um, once it really began to apprehend that this was not something that was a matter of weeks it might it's going to be a matter of certainly months maybe years
1: yeah i mean when we had to pivot in the springtime it had to happen very quickly and i would say that one of the things we are the institute of technology and so i think if anybody is prepared to pivot online you better have technology you have to have technology better
0: technology yeah
1: but you also have to have people who understand appreciate and want to use the technology And I think for any post-secondary, we've all been moving towards an online delivery because it allows us to, you know, to teach seven days a week, wherever. Mm -hmm. Um, But for those of us in the full-time program, we had to pivot in a couple of days and take everything that was face-to-face and convert that to online. Mm -hmm. And what what that did for an institute like BCIT, in particular for us in the School of Business, is we had to rely on a lot of our service areas that I think that some of us took for granted before. So our learning and teaching that had been offering us all kinds of resources to teach online, we had to step it up. And we had to to absorb that information and work quickly. We have a fantastic online learning platform called uh, Desire2Learn or The Learning Hub. So we were already set up to deliver courses and information to our students online. What we had to do is then bring all those different departments at UCIT together quickly to enhance that offering for our students.
0: Yeah, I think about where we were about, say, six or eight months ago, where we never would have thought, for instance, to have this conversation on Zoom. Maybe, you know, maybe we were using it occasionally, but we, you know, we were still picking up the phone and talking to each other. We were having in-person meetings. And the same way, we were somewhat dismissive of the idea of remote work at all. Remote learning was, was also a little bit abstract. So um, how far have we come? you think, in first of all, uh, accepting this, and secondly, in learning how to master it?
1: I think a crisis has made us have to accept it. So even those people who were dragging their feet and didn't want to jump on the bandwagon, they had to, because mm-hmm. this is the only way to deliver education right now. Yeah. So I think that a lot of people, and me included, were pushed forward. And you had to step it up, you had to learn. And you have to realize that you're delivering a product and a service students and that's the number one that's our customer okay and so we had to adapt to be able to deliver to them students are much more technologically savvy than than most of us are so online zoom talking remotely is something that they do all the time and most of us just used it as a social connection it wasn't part of our it wasn't part of our workday we didn't really use it as part of our workday now it's it's actually a little bit harder, I think, teaching online because you have to adapt all this face-to-face um, information. And when you're trying to convey or share the experience you've got in the industry online, it's a lot harder to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I've, I've taught uh, for 15 years as well, part-time. And uh, there was a time when actually the, the model was this transmission model. You know, you stood at the front. You had your lectern. You did a PowerPoint. You blathered for you know an hour, hour and fifteen minutes before people began to nod off, and, and, <laughs> and then and then you know and then you took a break and you brought them back and you did it again. Um, of course, now that, that that's entirely changed. These are now uh, discussion periods. Everybody's engaged and all that. So, what I wonder about, and I'm sure you, you you know you're you're having to come to grips with this too, how do you emulate? The dynamic of those discussions when you've got you know uh, 35 screens in front of you with faces and um, and not necessarily seeing all the body language that comes about.
1: I think you're right because you're not getting you're not getting the subtleties of body language or people nodding off which is always a good indication that your lecture is boring as hell Um, but uh, now we've got you know we've got the technology that we have discussion rooms so we can do breakouts into teams, and I can wander from room to room to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, I've also got, you know, there, there are tools that allow students to ask me questions during the lecture. So what we're doing now is during shorter periods of instruction, Yes. breaking it up, delivering something a bit more robust, and then we're having conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but the onus is also on the students to, to be there and also make sure that they're participating. So I can still, with our online platform, I can call on students and ask them questions to see if they're paying attention and what's going on. So there are tools for us to be able to break out, do discussions. We can do, you know, different types of assignments online, give time, but the instructor has to work harder to make sure that everything is flowing. And of course, there's always going to be some hiccups with technology. There's always something that goes wrong. I mean, most of us as instructors have at least two screens going. So now we've got like, you know, the, the command center of the Starship Enterprise in our offices that we've got set up because you have to look at one screen, you're sharing a screen, you're trying to do something, you're watching for discussions. So it is a different skill set that you have to hone and develop as you're teaching online. If yeah. you want to do it well, so there, there's, if you want to do it well, which is, which is what everybody at BCT wants to do, you have to be engaged and really work hard.
0: Yeah, because I don't want to get too far into this one. But I mean, every post-secondary institute must be wondering, too, how do we make sure that students feel like they really are getting the degree that they're, that they're yeah. pursuing here? That they're, this is not just, you know, the equivalent of uh, movie day that my high school teacher used to yeah, get yeah. when he had a hangover, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: so, you know, it, it, that must also prey upon uh, instructors. Uh, how do I deliver value? and all of this to make sure that students don't feel somehow they're being shortchanged.
1: And I, and I think one of the things, you know, is, is a more constant line of communication. So it's not just going to be, you show up in my lecture for an hour, I talk to you, and then the onus is on you to communicate with me. So we're going to have to have more frequent communication. We're going to have to have online office hours where students can come and, and ask me questions but we're also gonna to have to have a number of team building online exercises that are gonna help students develop that sense of camaraderie. And I think that's gonna be one of our biggest challenges. I mean, yeah. students are already used to virtual groups and hangouts. Um, I think it's for the older folks like us to help develop that and let that go. Yeah. That's going to be a challenge within an educational environment.
0: So then that second part that we were talking about earlier, uh, the networking part, the part that in a lot of cases, students, thats why they go into this. That's why they stay in school. They realize that this is uh, these are the relationships that may set them up for the first 15 to 20 years, maybe entirely. Absolutely. So how do you replicate that?
1: I think it's going to be I mean, I know that my friends that I made in graduate school are still some of my best friends today. And Mm -hmm. I can remember at business school always being taught that network that you're forming now is going to be so important. And I think that at BCIT, um, our alumni are very tight because they've kind of been through this boot camp together. And BCIT grads hire BCIT grads. And so Mm -hmm. we have to work with alumni to make sure that we're bringing them into this virtual classroom to share their experiences, how they handled BCIT, and also how it was successful for them. So I think that as as instructors and as an institute, we need to have that bridge between our current students and alumni. And we do a good job of that, of bringing alumni back in to talk into classes. And so we've done it when we pivoted in the spring, we we had Zoom uh, seminars where we had a panel of grads that came in and talked about how BCIT helped them get to where they are. So I think we're gonna have to use technology more rely on our graduates, and our graduates are very keen to come back and talk. Um, They're proud of their experience of BCIT.
0: Mm. I think the skeptics would still say, look, no matter how you try, online is just never gonna be 100% of what you could get in a classroom, class setting. Do you see, though, anything out of the online offerings that actually might be something you wouldn't have gotten in a class?
1: I do think, you know, we have a whole bunch of different personalities and students and some who are more social and extroverted and some who are more introverted and like to work with their screen and with an online textbook. And I think it might help those students. Mm. Okay. The, 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 and in marketing communications or in our marketing management program, it's a lot of extroverted people. And so they thrive on that social dynamic. So that's gonna be a little bit harder for us to replicate, but I do think there is, there is a type of student who will probably benefit more from working online. Um, I, I do think that you know, time management is always one of the biggest challenges for BCIT students mm-hmm. because you've got you know, seven courses a term, um, you've got all kinds of team meetings, and you know one of the things we find with students in first term and first year is that they waste a lot of time chit-chatting when they're having meetings and then they get nothing done when they have five minutes left. So I'm hoping that we can, we can reinforce some time management issues Uh, worried about screen fatigue. That's one thing that um, we're extremely worried about students being sitting in front of their computers for, you know, seven hours a day in classes. So we've actually changed um, the delivery method um, for some of our courses, depending on what the programs are. So we've had an approach. We've worked over the summer to try and be kinder and gentler to the students coming in. And as well as our students who are already there so what that's meant for us in marketing management is that typically you have in september seven courses over 15 weeks and what we've done is we've split those courses up and we're having seven week sessions so you'll have three courses over seven weeks and then switch to another three courses and you'll have your marketing course the entire time and the The objective is to make it a little bit easier for students to accommodate four courses at once instead of seven courses at once. And then you can focus on that and get through that. So we have adapted our delivery based on how we're going to be.
0: And it's going to be a a requirement as well for instructors to figure out in a way, you know, in the same way that when I write a long piece, I've got to figure out how to make it shorter.
1: Yeah, Kirk, I, I think it's a quite a big challenge for instructors because um, you know, a lot of instructors are, are set in their ways and moving to online fully is a big jump for them. Um, they're used to, as you just said, standing up, pontificating for an hour, an hour and a half, here's my stuff, learn it. So there is been a big change and a big shift in how staff instructors have had to adapt, but I think they've done, we've done a relatively good job because there's been a lot of resources provided by BCIT. So, I mean, those departments that I really, I knew they were there, like learning and teaching, um, but never used to rely on, all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, look at all the resources for me that I can use to help me out. And everybody was available to do it. So the Institute as a whole
0: moved quickly to provide the resources. Uh, for instance, when it came to my craft, suddenly permitted us to not only see the wide world the way everybody else was, but it also gave us uh, almost permission to blur our hours, our hours of work around uh, around it. Uh, we were available, a lot of cases, almost you know seven days a week, 24 seven mm-hmm. kind of feel to it at times. And I know that that isn't always a good thing, but I wonder whether with education, Might we see that um, that kind of rigid schedule of, you know, the one hour uh, class or the three hour class become something that has a little bit more flexibility uh, and agility to it to sort of pick up whenever is necessary and and more spontaneously gather people, whether whether, you know, the kind of we might see this break down a little bit and become a little bit more pliable.
1: Well, it's going to have to become more pliable. And, and we, we, we realize that and we're working towards that. So for instance, you'll have some lectures that might be pre-recorded. And so you can watch it whenever you want. It's still going to be scheduled into your timetable as a student. Um, but then our labs with the applied learning, those will be, uh, attendance will be taken. You have to be there. That's where the applied learning is going to happen. So you can watch these lectures when you want. Um, I know that students over the years, and I've been at BCIT almost 20 years, that students expect me to be available all the time. I think sometimes they think I'm sitting at my computer just waiting for them to email me. And not all the time, but usually I am. Um, But we do, most of us get back to them as quickly as possible. And managing their expectations for that turnaround, as you mentioned, is very important. Um, But I think that the majority of us do get back very quickly. We realize that the students are gonna need more guidance and direction specifically in September so we will be available yeah. um, a lot of us that are supposed to be on vacation right now or the holidays over the summer I mean are, are actually working and getting things ready because it's changed so much it's not same old same old that we just would come in the last week of summer change the dates on things and away we go um,
0: <laughs> you're giving away the secret <laughs> uh, the um, last issue and I wonder whether you've given this a lot of thought yet. Um, what do you think will be the qualities that would be different about the students who graduate having come through this period of what might be a year or two years of dealing in a different way with their, their university and their, their post-secondary institutes?
1: Yeah, th- that's a great question. We've had some conversations about that because one of a lot of these soft skills that are hard to teach Um, like resilience and time management and let's talk about let's say entrepreneurship if you want because that has all kinds of different definitions I think that being able to adapt quickly we saw this in our students last year that the ones who did the best were be able to you know we could complain a little bit as we switched but they jumped into it this is this is the reality of it. it is this is what we have to do and that resilience or ability to to change and pivot and adapt is something that Is Really important in the students that we're graduating um, Right now because you know The jobs are not gonna be the same jobs in two years The jobs that we had six months ago are not the same jobs as they exist now So students have to have a bit of a fearlessness and an adaptability um, To to be
0: successful. I think Well, you don't sound frightened about it yet I'm not
1: frightened by it. I mean, I, I like the challenge of it. Um, for me personally, it's, it's learning uh, a whole new way of delivering education and looking how we can maintain quality. I think BCIT has done a great job over the summer, the School of Business in particular, of having continual contact with our students that are coming in in September. So that we have, you know, it's not that you're arriving now on that first day of September and it's like, oh, my God, where do I go? We've been helping them with you know a session on what kind of device do you need, how to navigate our online learning system. So you know, how to get to all these other areas you need to student aid, wellness, those types of things. So the summer, we've engaged students all the way through as a retention strategy because we want to make them. Realize that yeah, come to school. This is a great time to come, uh, but also as a way of preparing them and giving them a sense of confidence when they start in September. Because as you know, when you start at BCIT in September, it starts fast.
0: Yeah, exactly. you don't
1: have time to lull around and you know, you know, watch the leaves change color. You're you're bang right into all your courses once it starts.
0: Yeah. Well, look, I'm going to let you get back to prepping. Sounds <laughs> exciting. It, it you know should be an adventure.
1: Yeah, it will be. I think it's going to be exciting for all of us. Um, I know that we're looking forward to starting with our new students and, of course, those that are continuing on, how we can help them finish their diplomas and degrees. So it's going to be a great term.
0: Joe Freeburn is the first-year program head of marketing management at the School of Business and Media at the British Columbia Institute of Technology. Thanks a lot for your time today.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Kirk.
0: You've been watching our special series on education this week, the BIV podcast. I'm Kirk Point, publisher and editor-in-chief. We'll see you again.